Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Welcome to Exploring Missions, connecting mission needs with those equipped by God to meet those needs across the world or across town. And now the host of Exploring Missions, Bert Harper. I can't imagine what it would be like to be like the Apostle Paul, Barnabas, Silas, when they started the mission work, uh, not to have anyone that's gone before them, some resources to be able to refer to, uh, they had to depend on the Holy Spirit of God. Well, I'm trying to be a little bit facetious there, but there are resources today that are amazing, that is helpful. And uh, for those that are on mission for God, and all of us, if we're born-again believers, disciples of Christ, uh, we should be on mission for God. Now, it may be in different places, in different uh, ways, but we are witnesses. And uh, so that's our goal here on Exploring Missions is to alert you, to help you, to encourage you to be on mission for God. Our co-host is Nathan Harper. And Nathan, uh, in part of your life, some of that resources, you became a resource for people as you would teach mission strategies yourself. Well, hopefully. And uh, hopefully that... um you know, there's numerous resources that are available to us um, that will help equip us to uh, be more effective uh, and and encourage and give us motivation and practical strategies toward missions, whether that's living a life on mission wherever we are, wherever God's called us to in this point in our lives, or maybe God's sending us to a new place to do a new work that um, where we're kind of the the foreigners on the field and any anything in between, there's there's a gazillion resources. Um, there's no excuse for not not having the resource to be able to be ready to go. Yes, I'll, I'll say two things on that. One, um, no no amount of resources. Uh, basically, going back to how you began this conversation, no amount of resources will substitute for the Holy Spirit in an active, abiding relationship with Jesus. He's the one that brings the fruit. Um, reading a book's not going to bring fruit, right? Uh, he, he, God will do that. The Holy Spirit will do that. Um, second thing I will say is that already us, when I'm saying us, I mean most of us here in the West, Western part of the world, the U.S., and uh, maybe even the Bible Belt, um, we have more information and knowledge and resource in our pinky finger than some of the most successful church planters living on the other side of the world um, have will ever have in their life. And many of them are being faithful and fruitful and multiplying the gospel. Uh, and sometimes we're just sitting here. Wow. So I don't want sharing these resources to be an excuse for inactivity um, or relying on the Holy Spirit. I really want it to hopefully be a catalyst for someone to to find something that they hear that, they, hey, I might want to check that out and let God work in your life through that. Well, we have about uh, 
little less than 30 minutes to do this so there's a lot of resources so let's let's dig in yeah and and let me remind people if you don't get every one of them you can revisit this program and stop it uh, on podcast and that way you can put the one that you want to know about so this is one of those that we think might be helpful to pass on to other people as well that they might not have heard this program but it might help them okay so i've done my best to narrow down the gazillion number of resources out there into about 20 or 25 that we're going to look at today. And we're just going to touch on those, mention them, um, but basically three categories. Okay. So we have books, actual books, some, some of them like in printed and bound covers. Some of them you could probably have a, you know, a digital book, maybe even an audio book. Uh, and then we have some websites to look at and we have some uh, podcasts, even besides this one. So let's look at our books real quick. Um, one that you've mentioned uh, many times before um, by Elizabeth Elliot called Through Gates of Splendor. Um, do you have a 20-second synopsis of, of what that book is about? Listen, it's one of the greatest books that's ever helped me. I'll put it that way. And it's the story of Jim Elliot, Nate Saint, and three other guys who were on mission for God and in Ecuador, South America, and they gave their lives to reach a tribe. And let me tell you, in their lifetime, they did not know how successful they were. Yeah. You know? But Elizabeth Elliot and Rachel Saint would go back to those same people that had slaughtered uh, Elizabeth's uh, husband and Rachel's brother to share the gospel. And listen, it's a book worth reading. And by the way, there's a video that you yeah. can watch as well. And yep. I, if you, it it will set. Well, I put it this way: it helped me uh, to become more missional in my purpose and mm-hmm. my thoughts. Okay, so that's through Gates of Splendor by Elizabeth Elliot. Let me add one more in there by Elizabeth Elliot. Uh, called Shadow of the Almighty. It's real similar to, to Through Gates of Splendor, but Shadow of the Almighty um, probably includes a little bit more of Jim Elliott's journals uh, in the in the story, and so uh, wonderful resources there. Another book, a classic, um, John Piper wrote, Let the Nations Be Glad, and it's a really good biblical walkthrough of missions and God's glory among the nations. Uh, it's called Let the Nations Be Glad by John Piper. Let me say this about that. John Piper's the when he does something, it's such from a biblical uh base that it will not only I don't think incur it just it will encourage you, but it'll give you a grip yeah. of, of the biblical basis for this. Yeah, that, that book is almost like taking a seminary class, I think, in, in trying to read that book. It can be difficult to read, but it's a very it's worth worth the effort. Uh, another one that's um, a little bit older, but it's called Missionary Methods by Roland Allen. And he explores how, uh, looking at Paul and how his methods of, of making disciples and, and going on his missionary journeys and how he would plant churches uh, and strengthen the churches and, and raise up leaders, uh, looking at that compared to kind of how missions used to be done I guess around in the 1800s or so, um, and it's still good today to to read that. So, Missionary Methods by Roland Allen. Amen. Another book is 
uh, a different sort of book. It's like a history book, but it's broken down into chapters uh, based off of geography of where missions has started and where it is going, uh, where mission frontier work uh, has spread and the gospel has spread through the years all around the globe. It's by a lady named Ruth Tucker. It's called From Jerusalem to Irian Jaya. From Jerusalem to Irian Jaya. And a very good book. You can read little bits and pieces. It's not a book you have to read all the way straight through. You can find a chapter, read it, and learn a lot about the history of missions. Well, geography, if you're like me, uh, you're already interested. And uh, I, I say this truthfully, Nathan, you helped me to understand that. When we read uh, Acts 1-8, you know, starting in, in Jerusalem and going out, uh, locate the city and then the other areas, you know, yep. but the population areas is one of those areas you need to hit. The other one is, and I know I say this and I repeat myself, look where God gave Israel the land. Right there, really, where three continents connect. The crossroads of the The world. The crossroads, right there. And uh, geography has a lot to do with missions. Yeah. All right. Uh, Another book is, it's a fairly newer book by a uh, mission uh, professor at Columbia International University. His name is Ed Ed Smither, or Edward Smither. Um, But it's Mission as Hospitality. Mission as Hospitality. It's a biblical look at the significance of hospitality in the Bible, uh, but also as it relates to to missions. And even today, I've heard it said, and I believe it, the key component to evangelism in in the 21st century is hospitality. We've got, the church has got to do a better job of um, seeing the strangers and those that are around us uh, that are in need and bringing them in and welcoming them and uh, sharing the gospel and the good news with, with those around us. When people know you care, they might care why you did it. Is yeah, that absolutely true? Okay. Um, another book, many of you maybe have already read or seen the, the film associated with the, with this book, but it's called The Insanity of God by Nick Ripkin. And don't let the uh, title throw you off. It's Definitely a, a book I highly recommend. I w- I w- it could really wreck your life in a good way. Uh, the Insanity of God by Nick Ripkin. Another one that may be out of print and hard to find, but if you can get your hands on it, it's good. It's like a um, an easier-to-read version of John Piper's book, but it's called Unveiled at Last by Bob Shogren. Unveiled at Last, and it's a walk through the Bible of how God's heart for the nation's is is revealed, and you can see it on every page of the Bible, how God has a redemptive plan for the world. It, that is awesome. When you get into those scriptures and you see uh, how God from the east and the west, north and south, how many times that is, is referred to. Yeah. And the Jewish nation were chosen. Yeah, they were chosen people, what, to be on mission for God, and we're to be on mission for God today. All right, and one more book. Before we move on to another category, um, it's probably one you've read. It's a small, easy-to-read book, and it's one that you can read and very practically immediately put it into work in your life. It's called The Master Plan of Evangelism by Robert Coleman. Uh, Many people have read that. It's a short, small little book. I encourage you to pick it up. 
the master plan of evangelism. Anything you can get by Robert Coleman is worth reading, and it will, uh, like you said, it's understandable. But he does show, I I would say, the hand of God in moving uh, for his purpose. Yes. Always. All right. Let's look at uh, some websites, okay? Um, Books might be uh, one generation's preferred (laughs) method. You might have websites being another generation's preferred method, and and a lot of these websites may have um, apps associated with them as well, and you you can look for those also. Um, There's a few of these we've mentioned several times on our our program here, but the first one, um, joshuaproject.net. So Joshua it's been around Project. a while. Hasn't yeah, it, it has. Um, recently, a friend of mine became the uh, uh, is about to become the director of that, and uh, I'm looking forward to um, the continued direction of of that. And and it's very very uh, helpful for people all over the world that want to get some good data, up to date statistics and numbers about what are the people groups that are unreached and what is the level of their engagement. Uh, you can you can just go on joshuaproject.net, and uh, for me, it's a lot of fun. And you can spend a lot of time learning and uh, and educating yourself, praying. Uh, you can get their um, uh, prayer uh, email to you um, or an app where you can pray for the unreached of the day. Tell, tell real quickly, I know we know, got to hurry through this list, and again, you can – if you say, oh, I can't write all this down, you can go to our podcast and you can get it again. Tell people what an Unreached People Group is. Yeah, Unreached People Group is a group of people, an ethnic-oriented uh, group of people. They speak the same language, generally live in the same area, have the same belief system and background, um, and they're considered a people group. And an Unreached People Group is one that there's not enough believers among them, Christian believers, who, that that can successfully evangelize the rest of their own group. They need outside help from a missionary. Um, they need other resources. They don't have the resources in their own language accessible to them, uh, and so they're considered unreached. Basically, it's considered less than 2% of the entire people group's population that are evangelical Christians. To go along with this, Operation Christmas Child is one of those things that every Christmas it comes up, and most of the time, they, they they go into more than 100 unreached people groups with a gospel through the shoebox. Awesome. So joshuaproject.net, another website, operationworld.org, operationworld.org. We've referenced that one before uh, here as well. Uh, it's a great kind of a scaled-back version of Joshua Project. It takes a country-by-country a view of the world instead of a people group approach, um, but it's still very helpful with a lot of information and, and ways that we can pray and uh, be engaged in different countries uh, sharing the gospel. All right, another website, and uh, this one is uh, an organization I uh, formerly served with, Global Frontier Missions. Their website is called gogfm.org, gogfm.org. And when you go there, there's lots of information about the organization. But at the bottom, you can scroll down and find lots of resources and trainings and easily uh, accessible videos that will that will you know walk you through like what is a unreached people group and uh, lots of things like that. It's it's their 101 missions 101 
uh, training site. So go gfm.org. All right, speaking of training, another website I would encourage people to visit is perspectives.org. Perspectives.org is an organization that trains uh, pretty intensively people in, uh, in mission. Uh, they take a biblical, historical, and practical approach to learning about missions and getting involved in mission work. Um, and you can go to perspectives.org and find a class near you that you can join. There's classes starting all the time. They have an online version of that, so perspectives.org. Who would you recommend? Uh, I know you were, this is recommendations. Is anybody kind of recommendation? They're going on a mission trip somewhere. Is, is it good to look at that and be? it would be helpful, you Yeah, think? I would say um, if you're going on a short-term mission trip and it's pretty soon, you won't have time to take the perspectives class. Um, there's other shorter versions of that. Um, but I would say when you return— from your short-term mission trip, um, then register to join a class from Perspectives, and uh, God will just bless that, I think, in your life uh, uh, greatly. Okay. Um, Another one, Radical.net. Radical.net, former pastor of mine, David Platt. uh, It's his ministry, and they have lots of, um, you can, you know, obviously listen to some sermons and, and, get a lot of information um, about what God is doing in the world. One of the cool things about Radical.net is their, um, is their um, part about neighbors and neighborhoods and nations. It's a little video series, and you can click on that, Radical.net, click on the Neighborhoods and Nations video series, and it's really a lot of fun, short video clips, lots of things you can learn there. All right, we talked about books. We're talking about websites. A website about books is <laughs> missionbooks.org. Mission books. A website about books. Well, it's this basically awesome. it's yeah. basically William Carey uh, Publishing. Uh, so William Carey Publishing puts out mission books. So their website is missionbooks.org. And most of these books that I mentioned you can find there and a lot of others. So very good resource to, to note. All right. Um, a few more websites, finishingthetask.com. Now, you ask what an unreached people group is. What about an unengaged unreached people group? So an unengaged unreached people group is an unreached people group that do not have a single missionary, church, scripture translation available. There's no one actively um, planting churches, making disciples among that people group in the world today. Most of the time, we think these people groups are outside of the United States, but because of a lot of things in the United States, there's some conclaves of, of individuals that, are, that would be classified close to that category in the United States. So you might not go, have to go across the ocean to, to find an unreached people group. Yeah, you could definitely find uh, representatives of unreached people groups all around us in the in the in the West in the United States, really, really anywhere in the United States. Uh, but the the finishingthetask.com is more um, focused on those that are actually hard to get to. And that's why they're unengaged still, and there's still some unengaged. Uh, unreached people groups still remaining in the world. And you could go there to learn about them, but also adopt them to pray and commit to pray for these unengaged, unreached people groups. 
All right, three more real quick. Missionnext.org. Missionnext.org. It's a good first step if you're thinking that maybe God might be calling me into missions. What does that look like? Who do I talk to? Go to missionnext.org. You know, that would be important because I know in my ministry as pastor, I've had people come forth to have that as a uh, alternative, a helpful uh, website for a pastor. Uh, That'd be significant, Nathan. All right, two more. One, that is if you're already uh, serving on mission, you're you're living that lifestyle of of a great commission lifestyle. Missionscatalyst.net can help um, point you in the direction of more resources and and more opportunities to be equipped. So missionscatalyst.net, and then finally noplaceleft.net. It's a uh, it's not really an organization. It's just a network of mission practitioners who are focused on making it impossible for someone to be born, live, and die without hearing the gospel. And that's currently not a, not the case for almost 3 billion people in the world. But noplaceleft.net is a place you can go and learn practical strategies about how you can make a global impact uh, in your lifetime. And, and so what happens with this? You're getting this information <laughs> and you're a part of a mission group in your church, or you want uh, to be able to equip those people, it may be a group of men, it may be ladies, be a young people group that's on mission. These are resources that you can use in order to help you, but also encourage you to, uh, to be a part, because we are on mission for God, so these are the resources that are available. All right. And maybe a third generation, a younger generation, but I've kind of adopted this practice of listening to podcasts. I don't know if anybody does that much. Obviously, you might be listening to this podcast, but you might not know there are dozens and dozens of mission-oriented podcasts available. Let me give you a few of them that I recommend. One is called Maverick, the Maverick podcast. Just You can search for Maverick uh, in the platform where you listen to podcasts. Uh, it's a couple seasons long so far. Very, very interesting. Both seasons are very different, but uh, I highly recommend listening to to Maverick. Another one I listened to just uh, this morning, uh, Martyrs and Missionaries. Martyrs and Missionaries. It's basically uh, church history, the history of missionaries in uh, through through the world through the years. I got to hear an episode about Boniface, who was uh, the idol. Uh, smasher, the uh, tree chopper uh, in in Germany. And uh, so Martyrs and Missionaries, a recommended podcast. Another podcast uh, from a friend of mine uh, over in Birmingham, Alabama, J.D. Payne, his his, uh, missions leadership podcast is called Strike the Match. Strike the Match. So I highly recommend listening to J.D. and his podcast. A few more. Uh, Global Missions Podcast. It's a really basic general uh, overview of missions. You get a broad perspective of guests and and interviews, and um, it's the one that mostly kind of resembles a lot what we do on our podcast. So Global Missions Podcast. A couple more. Movements. It's a, mission, uh, it's a podcast called Movements with Steve Addison. 
Steve is from down under, so when you listen to him, you get that that accent. What and, you doing, uh, mate? That's I, right. I can't do it, but they can use the word mate and throw that around. Well, that's that's true. You know, it's great to see how many, I mean, godly leaders have come out of Australia. Yeah. I mean, it is. You yeah. you don't think of it, but you start looking at it and that's right. praise God. Australia God. and New Zealand yes. um, have a strong mission history and, and uh, have made tremendous contributions. They and really this have. is this is uh, one of the best contributions I think that's out there is this podcast. He's written lots of books, so look him up, Steve Addison. His pod- podcast is called Movements. And then finally, another uh, podcast from Nick Ripkin, Nick and his wife Ruth. Uh, their podcast is called Witness and Persecution. Witness and Persecution. And again, it's very um, challenging, very encouraging to uh, listen to Nick and Ruth share from their experiences serving the persecuted church around the world for many, many years. And um, we have a lot to learn from our brothers and sisters uh, living under persecution. So that's called Witness and Persecution. When I hear this list, Nathan, I am amazed that uh, we don't know more about it. And, you know, you you have since whatever age it was that we knew that God had your hand, God had his hand on you concerning missions, you've invested your life. But here's what happened. When you start reading or start listening and studying what God has done in the past, like those books, some of those books that you recommended, right? and then that one about uh, the past, the martyrs and missionaries, I, I, I know what it does for me. Uh, reading a book about like D.L. Moody, reading about Charles Spurgeon, these great preachers, but also missionaries like Isabel Kuhn and Jim Elliott. It it put iron, it puts iron in your soul. So that's encouraging. So that's the first thing it does. But it also, while you're doing this, it equips you yeah. to be able to do that. So you take that encouragement and 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 then that equipment. I think the availability of your life may come on with that as well. Yeah, there's a lot that these uh, wise, uh, much smarter than me, much more experienced. Many of these are pastors. Many of these are are mission uh, practitioners, mission leaders. Uh, some of them gone before us and some currently still around. Um, but their wisdom uh, is is a lot greater than what I can share. So I really want to point to what they've learned. And like you said, it can be a strong encouragement to us, a bit of a challenge sometimes, which is good. We need it, right? Yeah. Um, and hopefully, yes, equipping us to uh, be a sharper tool uh, to be more effective witnesses uh, wherever God has us to go. So some of these are related to living life on mission wherever we are. Some of these are related to uh, being a cross-cultural mission worker. Um, but I pray that at least one of these you'll try out, and uh, maybe, maybe, maybe God will bless you in that reading or listening or uh, learning uh, in, in these endeavors. Nathan, thank you for giving that to us. And we were wondering how effective it would be. And if there's some people out there that say, you know, I want to be equipped, I need to be encouraged, uh, Praise the Lord. That's what it's done. And the others, it challenges us to be on mission for God. 
So thank you again for that. And thank you for listening here on Exploring Missions. And we pray that you've been challenged and encouraged to share Jesus Christ with those across the street, across town, or around the world. So stay on mission for God as he works in your life.